We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The all or nothing all the time. Like, what am I doing? I'm doing it for the show. Field of 68 till I die. This is the Field of 68 After Dark Show, the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night. Welcome to the Sunday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark here on Sirius XM Channel 84. That is the ESPNU station. We're live on YouTube. If you're watching over there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, jump in the chat, ask us questions. We will be answering them during our breaks. We're presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. My name is Rob Doster. I'm joined tonight by the rifleman, the one and only Clemson's own Terrence Oglesby. And I am also here with stadium insider Jeff Goodman. And I do believe that he is not the only Goodman tonight. Hopefully we're not going to be interrupted by any robots, by any cookie adventures, by anybody getting locked out of the, uh, the hotel rooms. The final four is set, guys. It is a blue blood heavy final four. Villanova, I am calling them a blue blood. They are officially a blue blood. I am stamping that program. We have Duke. They made it last night. They advanced past Arkansas. Tonight, we saw North Carolina get past the Fighting Peacocks of St. Peter's, and we saw Kansas come from behind at halftime and beat Miami by 26 points, and that is where we're going to start. Jeff, you were in Chicago for the uh, the Midwest Regional. You yeah. saw Kansas up close and personal. You saw what they did in the second half. Talk to me about that performance and talk to me about what you think of the Jayhawks. I mean, listen, they were dominant in the second half. I mean, come – First half, Cam Augusty got it going. Uh, Kansas trails going in. Can't stop Augusty. Can't really score. Remy's kind of uh, not even, uh, you know, out there much. Um, and then all of a sudden, whatever Bill Self said, and I'm sure it was a ton of profanities at halftime. <laughs> yeah. uh, they came out. I mean, think about it. He said to me, he was like, I said to him after, I'm like, what would you say? He's like, yeah, I kind of got after him. I'm like, and if Bill Self means he got after him a little bit, that means he 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 mf'd, him. like he crushed him. So they come out and Miami right away, just not taking care of the basketball, making poor decisions, taking shots early in the shot clock, threes, ill-advised. And I talked to Augusty afterwards, and he said that he's like, listen, that's where we screwed up. We gave him the ball, and then they got out in transition got their swagger back, and then McCormick had a huge and one that just got him going, and that was it. That was it for the most part. And then it was just like absolute route and dominance in the second half. And 
Kansas showed again in the second half why I think they're the favorites to cut down the nets right now. And I think part of it, we'll talk about the matchup in the national semifinals. But remember last time they played Villanova in the national semifinals, uh, I asked Bill Self about that the other day. I forgot they were there. I literally said, like, you know, first time you were in the final, he was like, no, no, we, we were there in 2018. And then he looked at me, he's like, yeah, we really weren't there. We didn't show up. <laughs> they were there in spirit. They were there in exactly. spirit. They weren't really there. Uh, now, I think Kansas's defense along the perimeter really shined. And you look at Abaji, Brown, Wilson, like those guys. Harris, Harris. Oh, yeah, yeah he was great. He was, he was the terrific. best one. Mm-hmm. They put him on McGusty, even though yeah. he's given away five, five inches. He did a great job on Augusta. Yeah, they've got they've just defensively Kansas can really get after yeah. you. And the fact that it, Miami, who's not a high turnover team, was starting to give it up says all you need to know. They struggled to get into anything. Pressure on the ball really, it really shined today. And the fact that in the second half, uh, Kansas could really get going uh, out in transition. I think that's where they really started to shine. That's where McCormick got his and one that you referred to. This Kansas team can go. And I think that fifth foul on Wardenburg pretty much slammed it shut. And it was with nine and a half or 10 minutes. I can't remember the exact timestamp, but it was, I I mean, it shut everything down because it limited their ability to pull people out. Uh, But it really didn't even come down to that. Their on the ball defense changed the game. And that's something that going into this game, Miami hasn't had a hard time really uh, creating by themselves. Well, Kansas defensively, they can do that. And it, it, it was a clinic deep on the defensive end. And then the offense just follows suit because they get some easy looks. Yeah. And I, I think they kind of broke the spirit a little bit of Miami. Once that league Absolutely. got to like 12 and 15, Miami was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this, this, this yeah. run is, this run is over. And th- there's two things, Jeff, that really stood out to me about this performance. One, like T.O. mentioned, they gave up 50 points to a Miami team that had been playing really, really well. Uh, and two, Oshai Baji got it going. Right. They, they are going to need him long term. And, and Bill Self, we, we got this interview coming up with him in just a minute. He's going to it's going to be asked about that. But but yeah. real quick, Jeff, Oshai, how important is he to this, this group long term? Important, but not like as a, as a first team All-American and National Player of the Year candidate. Not as important as you would think, because they've got a lot of dudes. Right. We saw mm-hmm. it tonight. Christian Brown can make it like he can be the guy if you need him to be. Now you got Remy Martin, who's a difference maker because, as Bill told me, like, listen, we haven't had a guy like that when shot clock's going down, all else fails, right? The play breaks down. You just give the ball to Remy, and he's going to be able to make a play. Ochai is Ochai. We know that. Jalen Wilson was terrible today, really, really bad today for the most part. Um, So I think you've got right there, and Harris isn't a big offensive player, but he can get to the basket and finish high over the, you know, off the glass. He does it, you know, twice a game, and he, he can really, really guard. So I, I just – I love the rotation here. Um, and, again, I don't think that you have to have a list Ochai in order for Kansas to win this whole thing. But as I asked Ochai, like, eventually you're going to break out. We, we know that. One of these two games, he's going to break out. I don't think he broke out today. Like, he didn't force anything. He was – he was very efficient, picked his spots, and and really kind of the the, the wealth was spread around, and I think that's the beauty of this game. Yeah, well, listen, argue, uh, go, go ahead, Theo. No, I would argue that you do need Ochai Abaji's game if you don't get David McCormick's A game. 
Like I, I think because I think that covered up some things for Ochai or, or some of the other guys that didn't play well today. McCormick was terrific. And is he going to be able to have that kind of game against Jermaine Samuels? Like dude's a dog. It'll be interesting to see there. Sorry. Sorry, Doster. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we're going to throw it to the, the Bill Self interview. T.O. does believe that he is more important than uh, than hearing from Bill Self, the man himself. <laughs> but uh, but, <laughs> but uh, Jeff Goodman was able to catch up with Bill Self after uh, Kansas's win um, in the Midwest Regional. All right, Jeff Goodman here with Kansas coach Bill Self. First Final Four since 2018. Yeah. I know you didn't really show up in 2018. You're going to show up this time? No, I mean, I, uh, we, we played better the second half. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I can say about that game. Yeah, Remy, I mean, listen, again, this was a team effort. I, I felt like everybody on the team was valuable today. But, again, Remy's kind of been yeah. a difference maker. He gives you something that you haven't had all year. Yeah, I don't think, I, I thought uh, on Friday, Remy was the best player in the game. Uh, I thought against Creighton, Remy was the best player in the game. Today, I didn't think Remy's the best player in the game, but he is a big part of it. And, and you know, he gets his nine points and his energy and everything helps key a lot of things. And, and uh, uh, but the, you know, the best players in the game today, you know, were, were probably David McCormick and, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Oach had a good game, but CD bunch of good players. Just yeah, ever everyone played yeah. well, and and I thought Juan's defense uh, on, on Cameron to start the second half was huge for us. Twenty eighteen, you got Villanova, and, and they got you pretty good. You get him again yeah. here, yeah. without probably Justin Moore, one of their yeah, best players. Yeah, that's 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 sad. I, I had a chance to to uh, get to know him just a little bit during uh, the USA trials for the team we coached a few years ago but he's a stud and, and I hate that for, for anybody and and, uh, uh, and you know Villanova I said this earlier to the team you know without question the premier program in our pro in our in America the last six years or whatever it's been since you know they beat us in, in uh, on a one possession game when they won the first national championship in the lead eight and then they got us in the uh, uh, in the uh, final four that propelled them to their second national championship. So, and I didn't get a dinner or a card or anything at all from Jay at all. So, so uh, you know, uh, although those two games will not have anything to do with this one, uh, we owe him. We, we owe him and the Wildcats one. What does this mean for you and everything that you've gone through personally over the last few years? Uh, you know, I haven't, you know, everybody goes through stuff. I, I, I've never been one to think uh, that my issues or or, or uh, things I go through or more than what other people deal with because we're still coaching ball and we're in a sport that that uh, uh, has ups and downs is but still not real life in many ways but you know we went through some real life this year when I, when I lost my father and so uh, but everybody eventually goes through something like that as well so it's it's, it's been a, a very uh, rewarding year at a time for me personally that that I probably needed that. So so it, it, it's it's been a fun year, and certainly uh, I'm proud of these guys and how they've acted and how they've competed, and certainly how they propped me up. Thanks, Bill.
That was Kansas head coach Bill Self fresh off of reaching his fourth Final Four with the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, one thing you guys did not talk about in that conversation, Jeff, was the impact that the FBI investigation uh, into college basketball that's been going on for five years, uh, the impact that has had on the Kansas Jayhawk program, their recruiting, the level of talent that they have in there. You are an opinionated man in general. You are quite opinionated when it becomes when, when it comes to Kansas and it comes to that FBI investigation. I know because we've had probably too many conversations about this. So uh, what, how how impressive is it that Bill Self's been able to get Kansas and keep Kansas at this level, despite everything else that's going on around that program? Yeah, I mean, crazy impressive, because, again, even before all of the investigation, they were having difficulty because Adidas had, I don't know, 20 percent of the top players. You know, 80 percent. Well, back then it was probably 70 percent Nike, 20 percent Adidas and maybe 10 percent Under Armour. And then after the Adidas deal, so they couldn't get Nike players for the most part, occasional ones. But um, after the Adidas deal, like you couldn't get anybody, all the good players, most of them were gone from Adidas at that point. So, yeah, I mean, they haven't recruited a high level. Um, they've had to develop guys, and Ochai is the perfect example of, of, of a guy they've developed. I mean, he was rated like 350th coming out of high school. I asked Bill Self earlier this year. I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but outside after the, the Champions Classic when they played, uh, we were talking about him, and I said, why did you take him then? And uh, he was like, well, he was really a great kid, and he wanted to be here. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, that's not why you take him. But Ochai's turned out to be a hell of a player. And, and honestly, you look at their team, and a lot of it is because of Bill Self. Like, David McCormick yeah. is a good, solid big man, right? Like, Christian Brown, he's a good player. He's a really good player, but, like, he doesn't jump off the page at you by any means. Uh, Harris is a good backup point guard, realistically. Remy Martin's been disappointing for 90. He's the, the player version of Hubert Davis, except he was actually hurt this year in terms of he's been you know disappointing for the most part for 90% of the year, and he's been absolutely unbelievable when it matters most. So, yeah, I think Bill Self, you know, and the other part, guys, is like you wonder if Bill Self wins this whole thing, how emotional is it for him because of everything that he's gone through, right? Like he loses his father months ago. He's gone through all this FBI stuff. He's going to get hit, right? Multiple level ones. You know he's going to get hit. They're fighting it like hell. Kansas gives him the lifetime contract. They're sticking by him. But ultimately, he's going to get hit hard next year, and, and we just don't know how hard yet. Mm -hmm. I, I think the point that you made about the, the development within the program and the identifying talent and getting guys better, is there – how many guys on this, this team right now, on this Kansas team, are going to end up playing a significant amount of time in the NBA? I, can, I imagine – Christian Brown will probably make a roster somewhere. And same thing with David yeah. McCormick and same thing with Jalen Wilson. But the only yeah. guy that is going to be like a legitimate NBA player for an extended period of time is probably going to be Oshai Bachi. And that's a kid that nobody else really wanted, right? Like he was a, yeah. didn't he no, say but, he was going yeah. to like UMKC? Oregon State. Oregon yeah. State was who he told me he was going to visit until Kansas offered at the last yeah. So, I mean, Tio, the, the player development in this program is the reason why they are where they are right now. 
Well, it's funny. We made a joke when we saw him at the Champions Classic. They said, oh, yeah, you could shoot it. I was like, well, I never got a call from Kansas. And then I went back and looked at the roster from Kansas in 2007, 8, yeah. and 9, like Sharon Collins, Cole Aldridge, Marcus Morris, uh, Travis Rutherford, Ty Sean Taylor, Markeith Morris, uh, like a lot of really good players, dudes. And it just shows uh, Coach Self's versatility. And, guys, they are good players. They are good players. They are not the, the talent-wise. They are not the Kansas teams of old uh, that he was getting at the beginning of his tenure there. as just point-blank period. And, yeah. and it, it says a lot about his ability to coach. And, and like you said, Jeff, it, what, 350th was Igbaji. And you could see when he came on, he had a lot of tools. He had long arms. Like, yeah. he snuck one. Let's be honest about that one. He snuck one. He knew it was going to take time, but he had a good shooting mode and broad shoulders and you just thought that he could develop into something yeah. he snuck one that was a good player but uh it, it's a big development piece and to get what he's got out of some of these guys mitch lightfoot has been great this tournament and like is he this high level dude that kansas usually gets no is he very lovable he absolutely awesome. is but he's he was awesome. great today to he was as he and mccormick together were i mean there's a reason why mccormick was so good when he was in there yet like when it mattered who was in the game, Mitch Lightfoot, because you knew he could guard some. And even after Wardenberg fouled out, he still kept Lightfoot in there, which I was kind of surprised about because you can, you can exploit. We know that you can exploit uh, big Dave on the defensive end. You know, if you've yeah. got a big that can stretch it. Yeah. You and like in big Miami, better than big Mac. You, you like the nickname big Dave better than big Mac there, Jeff. I like them both. Big Mac's better. Yeah, Big Mac's better. Definitely, definitely. Sorry, Tio, go ahead. No, you're good. But it, but Mitch Lightfoot also like was six years or seven years. He's another one of those old guys. Like, what isn't he trying to get into almost as old as Hummel? Yeah, he's oh, it, he's he's not quite at the Hummel stage of of uh, college longevity, but he he's fighting it. He's how long close. did Hummel go to? He was at six years or seven? No, no, eight years. Eight years. <laughs> Eight so years. he's a he's a doctor at this point. No, no, he's really not. But I like the joke. <laughs> I will forever claim that Robbie Hummel was there eight years, even though I think it was only five. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, but I, I thought no, sounds it probably better. was five. Okay, yeah, well, it anyway. sounds way better at eight because all the young kids. If I keep saying eight, they're going to believe that Robbie Hummel was there eight years. He's the longest tenured college basketball player ever. There's going to be an addendum. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be an addendum called the Hummel yeah. Addendum when it comes to like six and seven year players. Uh, no, but he just gets guys that continue to develop and just do the right things. And then he has one or two guys that are bucket getters. The rest of them, good players. But uh, one right. thing about self, too, and this is just something small, like role definition with Bill Self, like, you know what yeah. you're there to do. Like he mm-hmm. is, I would venture to guess, one of the best in the country at that, or if not the best in the country. Yeah, and, and I think the perfect example of that is Oshaya Baji. Uh, learning that the role that he has to play as a superstar, sometimes the most unselfish thing that you can do as a player is to be selfish. We will hear from Oshai later on uh, in this show. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about why Hubert Davis's performance getting North Carolina to the Final Four is one of the most impressive that we've seen out of a coach in recent seasons. Clear, 90 seconds. All right. What do we got in the chat? Digging anything good? Uh, not a ton of questions. A couple of questions about Duke. Uh, we'll save that until we get to that part of the conversation. So I'll come back to those. Um, but I don't. I don't know if I missed this at the beginning of the of the show. I was doing my other duties 
as the producer, and I don't know if I missed it. Did you guys answer the question? Has this been the most boring Elite Eight of all time? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. I, I think it has been the most boring Elite Eight of all time. Like it just—I didn't think about that, guys. I didn't think about it till you guys told me. Like, because my game today, the first twenty-five minutes were actually pretty good, and and my expectations are so low right now because I've had a lot of bad games between Buffalo after the Buffalo uh, first first day. So I, yeah, I guess it's been that bad, hasn't it? The elite eight. Yeah, it was. It was not a good elite eight. You know, Duke yeah. Duke wanted a blowout. The Villanova was a close game, but that was one of those uh, games that proves that not every close game is a fun game to watch. Um, and then the the blowout tonight, like it was the, Friday. Philadelphia was the place to be. You know, the St. Peter's upset was yeah. awesome. The yeah. North Carolina UCLA game was a fantastic basketball game. And then tonight, North Carolina just said, hey, you know what? We are North Carolina and you are St. Peter's. We're going to talk about that as soon as we get here. So I don't want to tease too much of my takes, but it was not it was not the best. It was not it the most exciting fun. game. No, no, it wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, hopefully the final four. But th- th- there's no seconds. doubt in my mind that the final four is going to be better. It's going to be great. Impossible. Duke, North Carolina and the final four is going to be nuts. Are they playing? Yeah. welcome back it is the field of 68 after dark we are live sirius xm channel 84 that is the espnu station we're live on youtube if you're watching over there jump in the chat ask us some questions we're only going to answer questions if you hit that like button and hit that subscribe button uh rob doster here i got terrence oglesby the rifleman i got stadium insider jeff goodman we're going to talk a little bit about North Carolina and St. Peter's. And we were just talking about this off air to North Carolina basically said, Hey, listen, you peacocks. This has been a great run. Sheen Holloway. You've been a lot of fun to watch, but we are the Tar Heels and we are going to roll you. I don't even remember what the final score was, but that game was not interesting after the first about six minutes or so. It was a lot to a little. That was your final score. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot to a little. I, I had doubts coming in. Of course, I just I got really apprehensive about doubting St. Peter's after everything they've done. But the bottom line is, is Armando Baycott was the baddest dude on the floor. And St. Peter's coming into this game, guys. And I, I think this is there's something to be said for how Shaheen got his guys to play this hard. But every 50-50 ball in the first three games, St. Peter's won. Like every single one. Yeah. It was just a matter of when Armando Baycott got the ball in the post. What do you have? 14 rebounds in the first 13 minutes of the game or something? Like those are insane. Ridic- it, was insane. it was insane. Like he gobbled yeah. up everything. Like you weren't, you weren't taking the ball from. And then once they got it, these little pesky guards, it didn't matter because Baycott's so strong. He just held it there. It was almost like Barkley when it came to th- one game sample size Barkley. One game sample size Barkley when it came to where he grabbed it. Hey, there's nobody touching it. It was his. Uh, I vote I voted for uh, Alondis Williams for ACC player of the year. I have I, I have a, 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 a little hint of regret. A little hint. Yeah, you uh, do. A little hint. We all yeah. Golly, how good, how good have they been? But they, but coming in, I knew North Carolina wasn't going to give up those 50, 50 balls and defensively they've been playing better. So it was just too much. It was too much. They just said, this shit's cute. This is cute, but it's time to go home now. Yeah. There were, to me, there were two things that really stood out here. One, uh, St. Peter's, they love to pressure you. They love to take you out of what you want to run. And they love to try to make your guards make plays. And that works when you're going up against Severe Wheeler and a uh, a less than 100% tie-tie Washington. And that works when you're going up against 
uh, whoever, I don't even remember who was playing and produced back or Eric Hunter and someone else. Uh, It did not work when you had Caleb Love and RJ Davis there. They were able to kind of get where they wanted to get to their spots. And then it created open shots for Brady Manic. And then when you had to pay more attention to those guys, uh, Armando Baycott turned into uh, just an absolute complete monster and overwhelmed them. And uh, the other thing, Jeff, I think that they shot, I, I was trying to figure it out the whole game, but they shot something like four for 25 around the rim. They just could not get anything yeah. to drop at the basket. Listen, I, I didn't see a ton of the game. I'm not going to lie because I was obviously doing post-game stuff. You didn't uh, miss much. But I, <laughs> you I wasn't did not surprised. miss much. Right. I mean, when, when we got, we, we went to Carmine's, uh, a few of us. I took my good. daughter and a couple other. Yeah, good, good spot. You. Good spot. Yeah. And, uh, and by the time I got there, we were going to watch the game. It was like, for what? What's the point? I'm going to enjoy my chicken parm. And uh, I'm not even going to bother watching this because my chicken parm was a hell of a lot more entertaining uh, than, than, than the Peacocks were today. Uh, but having said that, man, what a run. What a run. Yeah. What an unforgettable we'll, we'll, run. We'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that in a second. We'll have a long conversation about St. Yeah. Peter's and, and Shaheen Holloway and what it means. But before we do that, I was able to catch up with Brady Manick, who had 19 points eight boards tonight. And to me, he's kind of been the guy that's turned around this North Carolina team and helped them spark this run where they've won, I believe it's 16 of the last 19 games to get to the final four. to the field of 68 after dark brady congratulations man when you uh when you made the decision to transfer from oklahoma to north carolina it was for moments like this right definitely um you know i i believed what coach davis said about how i'd be a piece of this team and and how he envisioned this team and you know it's been it's been more than i envisioned and just unbelievable that we're going to final four and we get to go with this group of guys uh, it's been talked about quite a bit this week but what when was the moment that you realized that you guys had kind of figured this out? Obviously, you'd have the greatest start to the season. Yeah, towards the end of the year, um, we had, you know, last month and a half, we're winning big games. We're, we're winning games in overtime. We're winning road games that are early young team. Earlier this year, we may not have won those. And came down to the year, and we started winning big games and kind of sealing our, our fate for the tournament. And ever since the tournament started, we've been rolling. What was the, the most surprising part of, of this run for you? Um, just the competitiveness of everybody on our team. Uh, we've got five awesome guys in the starting lineup, and we got several guys that can score 30 points a night. That's uh, the most impressive thing for me. Uh, one of the coolest things about our team, and you know, us us going to different games, different guys having a good night, and you know, Armando keeps holding it down on the rebounds. We're he's, we're all been playing unbelievable. So you guys are basically playing five guys more or less now, right? We've been playing. We've been playing a good amount. Um, Tired? I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, we've got we've got a really a solid five, and we've got awesome guys off the bench like Justin Puff, Kerwin, Dontrez, and you know they they, they do their their part when they come in, and they they've been playing unbelievable as well. Listen, man, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Uh, good luck at the Final Four. Just a normal game, right? Duke in the Final Four. Duke yes, North sir. Carolina. It'll be fun. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank Thanks, you. Brady. Thanks, man. Thank you. 
that was Brady Manick of the North Carolina Tar Heels. I talked about it last night. I do think he's the guy that kind of turned around uh, this North Carolina season, getting him more minutes, getting his uh, his vocal presence and his leadership in the roster. We're going to talk about that. We have plenty of time to talk about this North Carolina Duke match that we have coming up. Uh, before we do any of that, I do want to talk about St. Peter's, and I do kind of want to put a bow on the Shaheen Holloway uh, story arc. Goodman, I'm going to go to you first on this one. First and foremost, like how – what, what is your biggest takeaway now? Now that the 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 St. Mary or the, the St. Peter's miracle run is over, what's 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 your biggest memory? What's your biggest point looking back? Talk to me about what you're gonna take away from this. I mean, it's just disbelief, right? I mean, it's just like when you look back on it, you're gonna be like, holy shit, a 15 seed went all the way to the elite eight. Like usually you get one and then it's over, right? The second one is like, all right, they came down to earth. And this is a team, again, that, like, didn't dominate its league. Like, that's the other thing. It's usually the 15 seed, all right, the one that's been dominant in the league, but they're outclassed. Um, they didn't if even you're win a 15 seed, if you're a 15 seed, generally speaking, you haven't dominated your league. You're one of those teams that won your league tournament as, like, the two or three seed in your conference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, the other part for me is, is the whole Shaheen Holloway aspect of this, right? Like, it, even if he doesn't win that game, He's going to be the head coach in Seton Hall. Like, he doesn't need to be Kentucky to be the head coach. It's already hooked up for the most part. The only thing that they got to figure out is the money aspect of it. And because Kevin Willard's going to Maryland. We all knew that before the tournament started. So now the interesting part is, like, how much did he increase his value with his alma mater? Like, did it go from where he would have made 2.0 before the Kentucky win? And now we're kind of closer to like 2.7. How much money did he make himself? And, you know, Doug Eddard was awesome and Banks was great. And they were just fun to watch because, again, they're the ultimate Cinderella. And I, I kind of wish, maybe not after watching today's game or seeing the score of today's game, um, but I kind of wish it was the, the ultimate David Goliath story of Coach K in St. Peter's, but maybe now I don't, maybe now I don't No, I mean, they would Duke would have rolled yeah. over St. Peter's and, and yeah. it, it would not have been pretty Tio, Let me ask you this. You've been in, in locker rooms. What, what, what do you think it is like that? Everybody knows that Shaheen, like the, it's the, the worst kept secret in college basketball is yeah. that Shaheen Holloway is, is a perfect fit to take over for Kevin Willard at Seton hall. How do you think that locker room is handling it? I, you know what? It's 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 hard to say, really, because he can still go in the locker room and be like, hey, guys, we got to finish the job now. And really, how many more are they going to play less hard? That's the culture that's been instilled in them from the beginning. But I, I you, we talk about Shaheen Holloway's come up with two million to what do you say, Jeff, two and a half? Or, I'm not sure what it was like. I, yeah, I got to imagine he, he made himself half a million a year. Yeah. And that that's not even the biggest come up. Doug, Dougie Fresh went from no chicken yeah. wings to a lot of chicken wings. That's the biggest come up <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, he got a lot going on from that. No, look, as far as a coach taking a different job, I think a lot of people like we had an issue, not the head coach when I was at Clemson, but Shaka Smart went from Clemson to Florida to work for Billy Donovan. And I think some guys were upset about it. I remember DeMontez was like visibly distraught because Shaka recruited him and they had like a big time relationship. I had a really good relationship with Shaka when I played, but it was a coach player relationship. And I understood that. And whenever he got the Florida gig, I was, I was super happy for him. Now I think not to take anything away from my teammates. I think I, I understood the business aspect a lot more than some of my teammates, but at the same time, like, 
it's it, it it's got to be a distraction, one would think, but they just kept playing. And those kids yeah. exhibited yeah. their toughness. The only thing that I would say is that uh, now that um, now that you're allowed to transfer and be immediately eligible, a lot of these kids can put their name into the portal, and they they will have a better chance as a result of this. Like, I can't imagine that Casey and Defo isn't going to have a chance to maybe go to, like, some something. Seton Hall. Little, maybe yeah, Seton Hall. Hall. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of those kids, maybe they'll go with Shaheen. Maybe they'll end up going to – um, a, a bigger program in the area. I mean, they're they're going to have more chances as a result of this. Dougie Fresh might not go anywhere else, but he's going to make a little bit of coin off of this. So um, it's it's it created opportunities for everybody. The coach is going to get the most out of it because he's the adult and he's the professional, and, and um, that's just the way the business works. But I I, I think that uh, everybody is going to benefit out of this, including St. Peter's University, who's going to get a little bit of money coming into that program, and maybe they can help avoid some of the floods that we saw. I don't know if you saw that that viral thread from one of the uh, a former staffer and how often that it floods yeah. in that building. But yeah, um, well, that's actually, another, that's could a, you imagine that, the smell? <laughs> I, I do not want to. Yeah, like, I, I, I do not want to imagine the smell of uh, of a flooded Jersey city, but listen, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this Duke North Carolina um, game that we have coming up because I do think that it is going to be maybe the most anticipated final four game since I don't know for a long time, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Louisville, Kentucky wow. in 2012. My biggest question to you guys, and we're going to answer this on the other side of the break. Do you think new Orleans is going to be able to survive a Duke North Carolina final four with coach K's career on the line? We're going to get into that coming up next. Clear 90 seconds. I don't know if it's going to. I mean, Mardi Gras is crazy. We've seen Saints Super Bowls, but Coach K, Duke, Carolina, in New Orleans? Guys, I'm fired up. Dude, that's going to be so awesome. I'm I'm jacked up. Uh, For the people that are watching right now, we are going to be doing live shows down there, 6 to 8 p.m., Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday night, and then we're also going to have afternoon shows on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. We're going to have pregame and postgame shows on site Saturday and Monday night. So uh, for the people watching, all right, Dagan, we got any questions in the chat? One minute. I think so. I would probably say yes. I would throw George Mason with Larinaga in there too, because they were pretty low seed and they made it all the way to the final four. They were they were an eleven seed. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, but it's different. It is different. I, it is different. I don't know. It's different. Man, it's close. I don't know. I, I just feel like George. The, one... Here's my thing. George Mason was an at large bid in a team that had had uh, basketball success before. St. Peter's is 30? a commuter school in Jersey City that has almost no funding. Uh, that beat Kentucky in the first round of the tournament to be able to make that run. That's that. That's the biggest thing to me. You know what's wild, by the way? Uh, the team that blew out St. Peter's was the lowest-seeded team that they played in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. Cinderella. Cinderella, Ten Carolina. Seconds. C- Cinderella, Carolina. We're going to talk about that here as soon as we get on the other side of the break. Jordan Slipper. <laughs> Welcome back. It is the Field of 68 After Dark. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman. I got Terrence Oglesby. We are live. Sirius XM Channel 84, the ESPNU station. We're live on YouTube. If you're watching over there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, jump in the chat, all that stuff. Really does help the channel. Guys, we have Duke. We have Carolina. 
We have the monster blue bloods in the final four. We're going to talk about all of that coming up here in New Orleans. Uh, I want to start with the Duke Carolina game because obviously Duke is the juggernaut. Uh, we have North Carolina here, the Cinderella with their Jordan slipper. I'm stealing that from T.O. That was a great line. Uh, what, what, what are you looking forward to the most out of this matchup, T.O.? You're the ACC guy on here. I know you try to claim to be a Big East guy, but you are an yeah, ACC exactly. guy at heart. Yeah. We got Duke, <laughs> we got Carolina, we got the Final Four. I know you love New Orleans too. Like this, this is pretty much the perfect storm for TL. I love New Orleans for the fishing, but you got to drive an hour and a half away to go fishing. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited about Duke. It, but be honest, guys, you know what the crazy part about this whole thing is? I think Duke has less pressure for this game than they did their last regular season game. As nuts mm-hmm. as it is. As nuts, it's a final four game that will have less pressure than Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor. And I think well, they've kind of shake have they shook that off. This team, this Duke's team is ready to play, and Carolina's not playing, they're playing better than anybody in the country. It's gonna be a fantastic game. I hope it goes into like four overtimes because I think it's entirely possible that it does. But do as good as North Carolina playing is playing, Duke's right there. How many offensive weapons did they have against Arkansas? It was an embarrassment of riches watching that game. And Arkansas played well. Jalen Williams, I was watching with my brother who's in who's in the country from Norway for a few weeks. He goes, I don't know who that dude is, but he does his freaking job every single time down the court. I love <laughs> that guy. And he hadn't watched a game of college basketball all year, just to throw that out there. But uh, Arkansas was fine. They had a great run at it. But, Duke, just so many weapons. I just don't know how in the world. You're going to have to get prime Caleb Love who goes for 40 or as long as he wears the Carolina blue 11s, he's good to go, man. He's good to go. Is that the thing? He changed his shoes at halftime of the sweet. Yeah. He changed his shoes at halftime of the sweet 16 game from, he had black shoes on and changed them to the, uh, the Carolina blue Jordan 11s. I think they're called the Pantone 11s and the big 27 of the second half. Then he went out and they blew out St. Peter's. Nobody who blows out St. Peter's only Caleb love with the blue Jordans on Goodman. That's it. Yeah, I, listen, here, here's the thing. I was there at that Duke Carolina game, and I, I just I just don't see it going that way again. You know, yeah, like with you. Baycott dominated Mark Williams. Like, mm-hmm. like R.J. Davis was so dominant in that game, and the pressure, like you guys said, was so much for those guys. They looked like they had just been absolutely, like, beaten down at the end of it. I remember looking at Paulo's face as Kay took the microphone and family kind of interrupted him when he was kind of apologizing for, for, for the loss. And he, you could just see it in his eyes, how embarrassed those guys were. And I think they've been waiting, hoping they could get another shot at, at Carolina. And now they get it and they're licking their chops now. Like nobody's more excited for Duke like than Duke to see North Carolina right now. Nobody's more excited. They, they I mean, it was like they, they took a dump on them. Like that's how <laughs> bad it was. It was so bad. I mean, seriously, it couldn't have been more embarrassing than what happened that day. And now they get another shot to show like, no, 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 this is both. We're going to come out and we're going to kick their ass. And I think Duke's going to kick their ass in this. Did, did you see what Paolo said in the, the ACC tournament? No. Paolo he basically said, said Carolina. Yeah. And then, and then after they won the, uh, after they won the, the elite eight game and they advanced to the final four, someone asked him like, so who do you want to win? Do you want us to play St. Peter's in North Carolina? Paolo was like, you're not going to get me this time. He basically didn't <laughs> answer the question. But they, want, <laughs> they, they want, they definitely want Carolina. I think we all oh. want this matchup. 
We all wanted yeah. this matchup. They got a point to prove, man. They got something to say. And I like yeah. look, I know we're talking about like this uh this this North Carolina team is the Cinderella. And I'm out, I'm about to call Duke as the team of destiny in this tournament. The the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K is the team of destiny, but they kind of are like this is setting up perfectly for them to be able to make a run and win a national title to you. I think uh, is that is that how this thing ends? It seems like it. I, I'm sitting here looking at that bracket, and as good as as good as Carolina's been, like I said, Duke was just it's embarrassing how good they played. It's yeah, embarrassing yeah. how good they've played. Yeah. And then who matches up with them on the other side? Kansas, definitely more talent than Kansas. And then without Justin Moore, Villanova, I'm not sure that can Villanova with only five players. Well, over well the yeah, of we'll 40 get minutes. We'll, we'll get to that Sorry. because I have I have I have a take there. I have a take that I'm going to bounce off uh, you guys. This this is what we call uh, a tease in the business. It's a little bit of a hot take, but. Uh, I was going to say, guys, it's probably, is it a hot take or a lukewarm take? Like what kind of, it, it's a little bit more than lukewarm. It's not quite a hot take. It's like, if you, you know how, when you microwave soup sometimes and you, you it, like, if you don't mix it up, the top will be scalding and the middle will be really cold. Like that's what this take is. Where's, where's Fanta when you need him, need him for a good food <laughs> reference. That's the only thing. Where's Fanta when you need him for a good food reference. Uh, no, I, I don't see who beats Duke. You can't convince me otherwise. I know, I know you got Kansas. Uh, Goodman, but goodness me, I do watching watching Duke play Arkansas, and Arkansas is really good defensively. And prior to that, Texas Tech is really good defensively. Yeah. Texas Tech, they yeah. did they couldn't stop them one time in the last nine minutes of a game. The number that, one defense that is in incredible. The country, that the is number incredible. one defense in the country played Duke. Duke didn't miss a shot for nine minutes. That is incredible, and you don't have to be that good. To, be, to win these next two games, but you have to be really, you have to be on your A game, but you don't have to be nine minutes without missing a shot. Good. Yeah. And, and what they did down the stretch against Michigan state too, like the, it feels like they kind of came of age a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. No. Well, Jeremy, so let me, Roach. Jeremy Roach. Yeah. Right. Let me, let me, right. let me ask you guys right. this. Um, we have about four minutes we have, before we have to get to, uh, to another break. What does North Carolina have to do to win this game? How do they win this game? Goodman, you go first. I mean, listen, R.J. Davis has to completely control it, number one, right? I mean, he's got to be terrific. Caleb Love can't play like he did today. Like, he's got to be great Caleb Love. Like, their backcourt's got to own it. And then Baycott makes – I mean, does what he does down low. And and honestly, all he's got to do is is fight to a a draw with Mark Williams. Brady Manick makes some shots. I mean, they got to – listen, here's what what has to happen. They've got to play their A game like they did a Cameron, and Duke has to play its C game. Like it maybe didn't even at Cameron. It might have played its D game at Cameron. So, like, if they both play their A game, we know Duke is 10, 12, 15 points better. But it doesn't always work out that way. I, I just think, again, there's enough kind of venom for, for Duke that they, they, they didn't know if they get another shot at him. And when they saw the bracket, you know they were looking forward to, like, man – I would love to get another shot of these dudes in the final four. And, and now they have it and they have it in New Orleans and it'll be interesting. Like, like the atmosphere. I know we, we probably won't talk a lot about atmosphere here, but like, I don't know how good, like, I think it'll be good, but like Villanova doesn't travel that well. We know that, but like Kansas, Kansas will tr- probably travel the best of the group. Carolina travels well, Duke travels pretty well, but, but you don't have the animosity. Like, that's the one thing you don't have. When you have Louisville, Kentucky, I've always said this. It's a better rivalry than Duke Carolina. Because, like, Duke Carolina, they're too nice down south. 
Like those those fan bases are like you know, you know what nice. it is. You know what it is. Louisville and Kentucky fans legitimately hate each other. Where I think that right. the the yes. Duke and and North Carolina fans are one. I, I feel like Duke there, there's more like of a national kind of Duke fandom, right? where a lot of the people that are really right. passionate Duke fans are either like Duke alums where you're probably not fighting all that often or people that love Duke from the other side of the country where like, do you really hate North Carolina that much? If you're, if you love Duke from San Francisco or something like that, you know what I mean? Well, um, they're, they're Clemson football fans and then they're Duke basketball fans. That's what I'm starting to gather. Yeah. Yeah. And they love the Cowboys Yankees. fans. Yeah. And yeah, come on. That That's what yeah. we're getting at. So that's, that's I think that's then, probably, you, that's then, probably you have, why. then you have one fan. No, there's only one fan. There's only one fan that, that is at the same level at Louisville, Kentucky, I think, from from Duke Carolina, and that is Psycho T. And that's who we need to get down in, in New Orleans. We got to get Tyler Hands for on the He set. was in Philly. He'll be there. He was in Philly. I, okay. I, I, I get promise him. you he'll get be him. there. And the best part of, of him, he can didn't we get him with Gerald Henderson? Media. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. No, I, I don't, I don't see that one happening. No. <laughs> are, 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 right. are, are we still talking about what Carolina has to do? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. What does Carolina have to do? <laughs> yeah. I just want to make Give sure your, that we're, I don't yes. want to like veer off. We can talk about psycho team. Uh, you, you, go ahead. Uh, what, what, how do they win? How does they got to, they got to be efficient offensively. Like you can't have a six for 20 Caleb love. Like you need probably a, a, a better than 50% Caleb love. You need Brady Manick to hit shots from everywhere. And then Armando Baycott to clean up everything inside because outside of him, like he had what 20 rebounds today, 22 rebounds. Like he's that guy for them and he cannot get in foul trouble. And I don't know how in the world he plays as physical as he does. And I'm going to throw a little shade here. How in the world he plays as physical as he does and never seems to be in foul trouble. If he stays out of foul trouble, which is, obviously going to be a given wasn't wasn't he in foul trouble at duke yeah but yeah, come on at duke yeah he was uh, he was sorry who, who, forget who that won, but but he, who, he who won, who won that game who won that game yeah carolina won that game, won that game. <laughs> no but they got to be efficient they got to be as efficient as they were uh, i mean caleb love i think is the biggest key but brady manic has to hit shots like they're gonna have to be really good offensively because defensively i'm just not sure what you do against duke playing the way they are right now yeah, well, Duke and Carolina is not the only Final Four game uh, that is going to be played in, uh, in in New Orleans. We also have Villanova, Kansas. We're going to be breaking that down coming up next, and we will be joined by All-American Oshai Abaji. Clear 90 seconds. Did you guys see what happened right. at the Oscars? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I don't think he hit him. I don't think he hit him. I've watched it a few times. He either back. didn't hit him or Chris he Rock has the him. best jaw in the game. He yeah, I don't punch. think he hit him. He didn't hit him. He did look. I looked at it again. That that, that was a no way. No way. Look at it. Watch stage? it again. Yes. He put his face out there like like he, what he didn't hit him. It was like a good acting job. That's what good actors do. No way. No way. No, that's one bullshit. minute. He didn't hit him. I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, the tr- it. The, no, the drum at the same it. time as the smack. No, come on. What I'm not doing? buying it. I'm not I'm buying it. I think it's bullshit. It's bullshit. You think it's staged? Yep, staged. I did if see, somebody's going to walk up a good on tweet. you, your, your hands are not going to be behind you. I'm going to do it now. I'm yeah, not buying yeah. this punch. I did see a good tweet that said that's what it got him uh, in Bel Air in the first place. I thought that, that was quite funny. <laughs> oh, someone someone said that uh, Jawal, he needs to uh, – 
senior needs to learn how to punch. Thirty. To teach Juwan Howard how to punch, something like that. Or he's or he's getting ready to play the the role in the movie for Juwan. Oh Howard. yeah, he's yeah. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> There's no way. No way. Maverick's just watching it. <laughs> Ten yeah, seconds. It's great. Yeah, it's sorry. That's 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 crazy. That just happened. Anyway. No way. Yeah, I don't believe that. No. Welcome back. It is the Field of 68 After Dark. Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby, Jeff Goodman here. We are live. Sirius XM Channel 84. That is the ESPN News Station. We're live on YouTube. If you're watching over there, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Jump in the chat. Ask us questions. We have the afters coming up next. We are going to be answering them. You guys know how much fun the afters are. All right, we got to talk about Villanova and Kansas. We're going to get to the shot interview here in one second. But Jeff, you mentioned earlier that you don't think um, you don't think Oshai has to be his best for Kansas to be able to win a title. I think I disagree. Why don't you think he has to be at his best? Well, because they've gotten this far without him being at his best, or even close to it. You know, he has yeah. not had like today's game. They were they were good, but they weren't great. Now again, yeah, they they to beat Duke fine. To beat Duke, Ochai is going to have to go for 20-plus. But I don't think that he needs to be at his best to beat Villanova. I mean, honestly, Villanova's got five dudes. They lost their best, second-best shooter, whatever you want to call them. Justin Moore's probably their best shooter, pure mm-hmm. shooter. You know, second most important player, I guess Eric Dixon, whatever you want to call it. I would um, say he's their most talented player. Yeah, I think, I think he's got the best chance to, like, stick in the league uh, and, and play a role in the league. But, you know, I just – I feel like, again, they're not as dependent on Ochai as we thought they were going to have to be because you got that that big man duo of McCormick and, and Lightfoot. You've got Brown. You've got now Remy Mark. That's That's been the X factor now. It's like what Ochai can't do, he did it once today. He did it once. He turned the corner on his left hand, and he went to the basket, and McCormick sealed down low so it's an easy basket but other than that like that's not really Ochai's game right I mean you can't just give him the ball and say hey go make a play that's where Remy Martin comes in and he's the game changer for them I almost think Remy Martin is more important than Ochai does that sound insane yes for them winning it all well here's, here's, here's where I would here's where I would say I agree with you Jeff is that I thought Ochai Abaji was a constant like, I, I thought, like, for sure you're going to get 15 to 20. He averaged 20. Like, I thought he was going to be that guy during the tournament that you could just rely on, and then Remy was yeah. just going to be gravy, the, some of the best gravy that you'll ever have on your potatoes. Yeah. Where's John Fanta for the food reference? Uh, yeah, so I thought, like, he was going to be the most important piece because Agbaji was going to be just his normal self and average those high-scoring numbers. Now that that hasn't been the case and they've been able to win without him, uh, he's going to be incredibly important now that Remy's got going. So I think the biggest right. variable are both of those two guys. If Agbaji gets going again, they're going to be really tough to handle, especially with Remy playing the way he's playing. But this is the Remy Martin that a lot of people signed up for because yep. like they needed that change of pace. They needed that spurt ability guard that when offensive thing, it wasn't working on offense, he could take off on a 12-0 run by himself. Boy, did he ever show that in a Sweet 16 game. Like yeah. he can be that guy. He's really, really good whenever he's – playing just that role. Yeah, we're going to get to this interview in one second. I do want to make two points. One, 
good. I mean, I hear what you're saying about Remy being more important. I just think that having the, like you, like you said, T.O., the constant of a Shia Baji out there is what makes Kansas here. Remy could take you from here to here, right? But right. without, that's without fine. a Baji, you could be down here. Like Remy takes you from here to here. Anyway, that, that's, yeah. that's a long yeah, way of saying it. I mean, it. listen, I just, you're I just for the, to beat Duke. Yeah, you need both to be able to beat Duke. The second thing is, T.O., John Fanta lives in New Jersey now, so gravy is the red stuff that goes on pasta here. That's now, right. now, now that we have what? that settled, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into Y'all this don't have interview. gravy in New Jersey. That's your problem. That sounds no, like a you issue. Well, that doesn't sound like a me problem. We have, that sounds like we, a you we problem. Have, we, have, we have the gravy that goes on potatoes. But gravy is the red sauce that goes on pasta. Uh, yeah, well, you should have gravy. You should have gravy that goes on biscuits, but you put ketchup on your biscuits because you're a psychopath. I do not. That's, put that's the whole thing. I do. I do not. I do not put ketchup on on my biscuits. Let's let's get you that said out of here. I put, sandwiches. I put ketchup on my biscuits. breakfast. I put ketchup oh, on my biscuits. breakfast. My 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 breakfast sandwich. Which is <laughs> I put butter on my biscuits. Anyway, can we please get into this interview with Oshaya Bachi? That is where we're going right now. Producer Dagan Hughes, producer Luke, get us there, please. Jeff Goodman here with Kansas star Ochagbaji and you are going to the final four. Yes. How yes. does it, how does it sound with kind of the, the ride that you've been on over the last four years? Um, it sounds crazy. Um, you know, looking back on things, um, my sophomore year, I know we wanted to make this run, but obviously COVID, uh, you know, um, that didn't happen for us, but uh, it's huge to, to say that, to say that now and actually be in the moment, but uh, it's crazy. And you still haven't had your breakout game, right? Mm-hmm. You, you feeling pretty good that you guys we're able to get this far and you haven't really yeah. broken out yet yeah yeah you know um you know we leading up to this point uh, last weekend and then you know the game before today um we haven't played our best and we knew that so coming out in the second half i think it was just like let's just give everyone a preview let's just you know send a message to everyone of, of how we how we really play did it show people i guess how good a team you guys are because you got contributions from everybody there, right? Mm-hmm. CB, McCormick was great. Yeah. You play well. Remy comes off the bench and does what he's done lately. Mm-hmm. How difficult is this team to stop when you guys are kind of getting contributions from everybody? It's really difficult. Um, I think I think when when we're you know focused on defense and offense is flowing like like naturally how it was, um, you know the, the sky's the limit for us. And I think we're a really hard team to guard uh, because we do have those pieces you know where guys can step up like that. But I'm just proud of my team. Um, you know, for, for, for doing that. All right, Villanova, what do you know about him? I know you've seen him on TV plenty. Yes, yes. Right? Um, obviously, I played against them once. Um, I've watched them when I've been on the squad, obviously my freshman year, and then uh, the year before that when they beat us in the, in the Final Four. Um, well, you know, well-sound team. Um, they're going to play off two feet. They're going to back cut. I already know the scouting report coming for them. I know Coach A lot Ross, of shot fakes. Yeah, a lot of shot fakes. They're really, really uh, uh, fundamentally sound. So um, we're just going to have to play even more funda- uh, fundamentally sound defense. All right. I'll see you in New Orleans. Thank you. That's great to hear from uh, from Oshai Abaji um, after Kansas won their game. Guys, can I give you my uh, my hot take now on this Kansas Villanova matchup? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I think people are completely underselling uh, Villanova in this spot. 
I think that if you can give me Colin Gillespie, Caleb Daniels, Brandon Slater, Jermaine Samuels, and Eric Dixon, that five is going to be good enough to at least compete and potentially beat Kansas. I think that this is going to be a game that is played in the 50s, and I think it is a game where it's going to be they're, they're going to make it as ugly as possible. Uh, Villanova doesn't foul. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. They don't turn the ball over. Now, are they going to lose the shot making and, and the offensive uh, burst that you get out of Justin Moore? Absolutely. But I don't think that it is a given that this is going to be a, a, a blow. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. And I think that Villanova is going to head into the under four with a chance to be able to make a run and get a win. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me play devil's advocate here. Uh, who is the best coach at getting the ball down low to its big man in the country. Bill Self. How many big men does Villanova have on its roster? <laughs> Zero. They don't have a single big man on this their roster. <laughs> I mean, we'll call Eric, Eric Dixon a big man. Eric Dixon is six eight. We'll call That's him a big, six, big eight. Man. For argument's sake. For argument's sake, we're gonna call Eric Dixon a big he is a big man because yeah. he would destroy you. So we're going to call him <laughs> big man because Doster, yeah. he would stuff you in a, in, in a honestly, in a uh, trash can. So he's too uh, nice he's to do man. that. He's, he would never actually do that. He's too nice to do that. <laughs> I don't know if he, if he's, if he hung around you as much as I have to hang around you, but, yeah, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the bottom line is if anybody can exploit the lack of size and the lack of depth up front that Villanova possesses, it is Bill Self. I mean, he they're throwing the ball into Mitch Lightfoot tonight like he was frigging Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It was insane. Like, I'm like, what is he doing? And Mitch Lightfoot's like getting some shit done in there. So I, I just don't, I don't see a scenario where at the eight-minute timeout at the end of the game that Villanova's in this thing. Like, re- realistically, in the, can they play with him for 20 minutes? Sure. They because can play with him because of David did. McCormick? So all, all I'm saying here, all I'm saying here is that you are saying that you don't think Villanova has a chance to beat Kansas because of David McCormick, the guy That's who all season up to. Yeah. Because of all season long, we've been sitting here like, okay, David, like we, he's never been that consistent. Yeah. And for the yeah. record, Villanova just pretty easily handled a Michigan team that has a better big guy and a bigger big guy in Hunter Dickinson. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not yeah, saying but, the reason but, I told you it was a little bit more than a lukewarm take, but not necessarily a scalding hot take is because I'm not saying that I think Villanova is going to win, but I will be on Villanova plus four and a half. That's what it's at. Uh, that, that's a line at bet rivers right now. Isn't this what you did? What, what was the game? Was this the Carol, Carolina Baylor game? Remember what, what was the game? Oh, it was no, Carolina. It was, Duke. It, was, it, was Carolina it was Carolina Duke. Duke. Cameron. Yeah, you yeah, called I said, it. You did. Yeah. You did what Bill Self says that I did when I did my report years ago about Joel Embiid, and I said <laughs> he might leave Kansas after one year, or he might come back to Kansas. That's kind well, of what I, you did with the Carolina Duke game. Well, they no, might win, well, but they might lose. Yeah, I just didn't go all in on the wrong side. I didn't say that Duke was going to win by forty-two points, like some of the people that are currently sitting here on this show. I'm just I saying. I think that the smart the smart bet here is going to be on Villanova plus four and a half. Tio, is Jordan Longino going to come back? Is he because no, he didn't play this done. week? Like, like if he I plays, that's a big that's season. a big difference. In yeah, he's he's, he's done he for the season. He just comes in and does what he does. He's and, out. He's done. He's done. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, who knows? He might. They, they might have somebody we've never heard of come out there and just be electric. 
Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. You never know with this Villanova team. But listen, the uh, the final four set, guys. We are now officially on the clock. There are eight days left in the college basketball season. We're going to see you guys down in New Orleans. Uh, we're going to be doing live shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Check us out. We're going to be at the Gordon Beers. We're going to be doing live shows from the arena. This has been the Field of 68 After Dark. So for Terrence Oglesby, for Jeff Goodman, my name is Rob Dost. All clear. All right, we got to we got to we got to break Gordon we gotta break this down. We need to we need to break this down. This is all I care this about. No, no questions. Down. We need to break it down. All right, fine. I'm going to check. <laughs> My thing out. is is like if somebody's going to come up call. and be physical with you, your hands are not behind your back. Yeah, the, the, somebody uh, would have somebody would have had to step up. This is my I'm with you, Tia. Somebody would have had to step up. They're not just gonna let somebody walk on the stage, like and just I don't know. All right, let, I'm, I'm, I gotta give it one more go here. I gotta give it one more go. I mean, his face is out, like his chin's out, like it's a bunch of bullshit. Come on, this is acting 101. I just love how my how only thing is, is his reaction after it. I didn't love like his reaction after where he's he's cursing, like that's the whole thing. Like the the Will Smith uh, screaming the f word. I'm gonna show you guys. Going We're gonna reenact this. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be Will Smith <laughs> and Doster is gonna be locked <laughs> out in New Orleans. We're gonna reenact this, and I'm gonna show you exactly how it's done with the open slap. I'm gonna show you like how close I can come to hitting Doster. He's going to sit there with his chin out and we're like see that. what happens. I like that. We need to do All it right. first without the slap yeah. and then second with the slap yeah. just so we can, <laughs> we can compare the film. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll do two. We'll do two. We'll see if Doster can take the hit. <laughs> do it for do it for the show, Doster. Do it for the show. <laughs> All right. All right. Field of 68, baby. Uh, here's, here's the truth i'm not all that worried about goodman slapping anybody i don't think that he, there's there's gonna be all that much force there <laughs> wow wow to on the other hand to's a solid dude i saw him on the peloton when we were uh he was he was he was skipping watching games when we were down at uh at dude, the Big East and i walk into the gym and he's down there on the peloton knocking out push-ups he was getting, he's got the 60 yeah he's got he the was, 65 pound dumbbells knocking out curls he was getting rid of that cookie he ate the night before Dude, that, that frisbee of a cookie holy shit goodman you should have seen this cookie it was it was a saucer you would have you would have loved it i told him about this the other night it was it was literally the uh, uh sounds good it, what, yeah it was, what call those things? About. yeah the skillets the uh the skillet yeah about. A ca- oh. it was like a, it was a cast iron skillet they they, yeah. they cooked a cookie in. it was unbelievable it was great for hey, the can first we have any questions in the chat yeah let me go find them <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about uh Will Smith now in the thing in the chat. Let me go find some. There's talking. no way. There's no way that was real, man. It was no, too orchestrated. No, Stupid. Hey, hey, Goodman. Ken Palm is a fraud. Just said, am I the only one that's sad? Rob Dosser isn't yeah. buying peacocks for uh for yeah, no I was, oh, that's right. I missed yeah, the, I missed the, the peacock for peacocks. Did, did you tell Tio? Yeah, Muster. Tio, did you Tio. listen last night? I watched. Did you watch? I, watched. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch. Can I? Can I be filled in? I was. I was at a wedding. So let's. let's yeah. Tio, did did you hear? The, did you hear the afters? What our plan was? You were gonna buy like thirty peacocks. Yeah, and you know, you, we gonna, you know, we were, you know, what we were gonna do with them. <laughs> uh-uh. We were gonna break into your hotel room in the middle of the night and just unleash <laughs> the, the peacocks in your room. So that when you just woke up to a muster of peacocks flapping around in your face. Is that is that the plural of peacocks? A muster, a muster a, yeah. Yes. Okay. 
because me and my brother were, me and my brother were watching it he goes that's not he goes the plural for peacocks he said it's a flock of cocks <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It certainly is not because that's what the plural is. But a muster of peacocks. Goodman, Goodman. Uh, Brandon Beaker said he wants stories from the Final Fours that are officially off the record. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Give me, give me, give me a good one. Can we tell? Can I tell the one about? Be careful. We may never have a show, and (laughs) we may not have a seriously. Say the wrong one. (laughs) Tell what one? What one? One minute. It, it, it involved uh, Coach Cal. Oh, yeah, you tell that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. You tell that one. So uh, I, I can't remember where it was. I think it was – was it the Pumps Party? Yeah, in, in Phoenix, in Scottsdale. It was, right in Scottsdale. Beautiful. The Pumps, the Pumps Party in Phoenix and Scottsdale. And this was when Goodman and, uh, and Coach Cal were probably on just about as, as bad of terms as they could have been on. Uh <laughs> Coach Coach Cal is is walking by, and like when he walks to the parties, like it's the 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 sea of people kind of parts, right? So you see the sea of people kind of part, and Goodman is just sitting here like this. If you guys have ever seen Goodman in person, you know he just kind of sits there and he's looking around, and he doesn't realize Coach Cal's coming up behind him, and he Coach Cal just kind of walks by and just no, he's coming Goodman, towards me, he's yeah, coming, coming towards, towards you, and he 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 Goodman turns and he walks by no eye contact whatsoever. And we're with another guy and it's the three of us. And the other guy just starts cracking up. Cause it really, it, it was really funny just seeing coach Cal pretend that you were a tree more or less pretend that you were a lamppost. And Sounds then, frosty. Co- yeah. And then co- the, like this other guy starts laughing and coach Cal turns around and goes, what's funny. What do you think what is funny? Fuck, yeah. What do you what think? The fuck do you, what the fuck do you think is funny? And, and before his staff kind of walked him away, and we're just sitting here like, what the fuck? What what just happened? And then one of the uh, one of his assistants comes over and just and looks at him and goes, "Why do you have to fuck with my guy?" And we're like, "We just what I didn't do, do anything. I didn't do, didn't do anything. anything. I did nothing." The fuck um, do you think is funny, Jeff? Was that the final four? It wasn't the final four. It, this was a. It, it hit me because we were hanging with Gonzaga people that final four, right, Rob? We were oh, hanging yeah. with Amo, with Adam Morrison out. But there was another, I think it was the same year, Gonzaga played Tennessee in Scottsdale, maybe the year after. No, it was, early, was, it was earlier that season. Earlier that year? That season. Okay. Earlier that so year. It was earlier that year. And, and I'm, these are all a bunch of, like, younger Gonzaga fans. And we're drinking at one of the, the, the bars there. And they're like, come back one of the guys had an apartment like literally around the corner, come back. He's got some beers there. So I went back, there were like I don't know, 10, 15 people over there. And, uh, and I'm just standing there talking to a couple people. And all of a sudden you see from the back, like two guys are playing like beer pong or something. And one of them comes towards us. He hit his head on the side of like a, a wooden table and he had Jeez. a fucking huge gash blood coming everywhere. And I'm like, Oh no. Like, like, I got to get out of here. What the hell is going on? Now, again, I ended up staying and making sure he was okay, and we got him in a car, and we got him to a hospital. But I'm like, what the hell is going on here? What, why was I even there in the first place was probably the better question. Um, I'm trying to think of other good Final Four stories that we've had. I'm just looking forward to going to a Final Four where I'm not, like, scrounging and looking for jobs anymore. Like, yeah, people who yeah. don't know this, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't know. Like, what the final four is like, where coaches and assistant coaches and GAs, they all just 
like packed together and everybody's yeah. trying to mingle and get jobs. Yeah. I'm so happy that I don't have to do that this year. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be nice to see everybody in a comfortable environment. Not really, but you get what I'm saying? Like a different environment where you're not feeling yeah. like you're interviewing. I'm just excited to be around you guys and like see games. Yeah. There'll be some I, shit. I've been to four. We'll have some I've fun. Never, yeah. And I've, I've, it, I've, it'll I've be, been to it'll four be, Final Fours and I've never gone to a game. Yeah. It'll be a shit show. I mean, again, I guess, I, I mean, I told it the other night, the time that I was screaming with World Wide West on Bourbon Street last time in New Orleans at 2.30 in the morning, Curtis Malone and World Wide West, and Curtis is trying to broker the peace uh, before he ended up having to go to jail uh, a year or two later. It, yeah, that was probably one. I mean, me and West, yeah, I just, whatever. It is what it is. So I remember – I remember at that, that final four in 2012, um, walking out of a bar and walking straight into Gooden and being like, Hey, what's up, man. And then turning and realizing that he's sitting there and he's talking to Rex Chapman. He's talking to, uh, Josh, the, what's the name of the actor? Hopkins. From, uh, Hopkins. Josh, Josh Hopkins. And then there was yeah. another famous, I can't remember who the other Kentucky player was. And I was just like, Oh, okay. So that, yeah, that's the final four right there. That's what it's like. You're walking in moments like that. Was the that your thing, first one? Was that your that, first one? That was my second one credential. My first one credential was UConn winning in Houston. Then I was at the one where Duke won in 2010, and I won. I went to Detroit in 2009. Was the first one I ever went to. Um, to you will learn this at the you final. You know what? Four. This is the best one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that when you're at the final four and you're with Goodman, never try to go anywhere with Goodman because he literally every single person stops him to have a conversation. It takes yeah. us for ever to leave anywhere like we I, i'm serious you know i try oh it's not it's not you what happens is it's everybody really wants he know, one he knows everybody too like literally everybody you're going to be shocked at how many people there he knows two he he he's uh i think he's physically compelled to have a conversation with every single person that tries to have a conversation with them i remember when when we saw your dad for your daughter's bar, bar mitzvah you were having a conversation with someone else and your dad was just like yeah, that one got the gift of gab. And I was like, that is, like, that is the perfect yeah, I got way it from to describe him. I got it from him probably more than anything, but now my daughter's got it from me. So, uh, but I really don't have it when I'm not in those settings. I really don't. I'm not, I'm not that, maybe it's because I'm worn out. Um, but yeah, like, listen, again, the, the final four is awesome. Like it is, <laughs> it's, you wish everybody could kind of experience it. Uh, because it is it, it is fun, especially in a place like New Orleans, where yeah. everybody is in a fairly condensed area, right? Like, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of bars that you can go to. Here is a good one. Years ago, Gary Parrish and I were in New Orleans. This, I'm just trying to think of New Orleans memories. And we're in New Orleans, and, and Kevin Brockway, who then covered uh, Florida, the back-to-back title years, uh, he did uh, – uh, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I can't even think of the word. When you sing, what, what, when you get up there karaoke. and sing. Karaoke. karaoke. Thank you, God. I'm so freaking tired. Uh, he did karaoke, and he gets up there, Brockway, and uh, and he starts going crazy. And me and Paris are like, whoa. Because, like, Kevin's, like, a fairly mellow dude if you haven't He's not- met him. He's not the kind of guy that you would think that would go up there and just absolutely I crush karaoke. I just, he didn't just he, crush it. He didn't just crush it. He crushed it, and then he takes his shirt off. 
Me and Paris are sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Again, it, just New Orleans has some crazy shit that happened. And great food. Great food, too. I'd, I'd, awesome. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I will not tell any of the stories um, on here, but Gary Parrish is one of the most fun people to be around at a, at a Final Four because he's, yeah. he's uh, out of his mind. Oh, I'll, I'll tell one of the stories. We just haven't seen we were, him. We haven't yeah. seen him in five years at a Final Four. Yeah, because now that he's with, like, the CBS crew stays at, like, their, their, their ritzy five-star palaces. No, no, it's not that. Well, it's not that, that, that he can't go to the games. And yeah, yeah, I don't know what he does day to day. I don't know if he goes out yeah. or not. We never, I, but we never. See I, I do have, I do have one story that, that you remember because um, you were there. We were at the interstore, intersport party in Atlanta in 2013, and um, we were leaving because we were, we were going to. I think we were going to the pumps party, right? We were, we were at intersport. We were leaving to go to the pumps party. Intersport party was in this big warehouse on the second floor, and you had to walk into one of like the, uh, the, the exp- not a regular elevator, like a, the big ass elevators or like you put a car in and it brings you up to the next level right so um we're about to walk in and like we're we're trying to get down and someone puts the hand in to make sure the door opens and parish sprint he's a little drunk at the time sprints in runs as fast as he can jump like chest bumps the back of the elevator door and is like yeah let's go do some shit let's go get drunk <laughs> and turns around and like as we're walking in roddy white who was a wide receiver for the Falcons and Julio Jones were both in that elevator. Like who the the hell is this guy? Like what is going on? So uh, Paris is kind of sitting there like watching them go down. And then we had like, there's probably, there was a group of about 10 of us. So we go down and we get out of the elevator and we go walk to go uh, get in a car to go to the the pumps party. And uh, Paris is like, did I really just make an ass of myself in front of Jordair Jet? He thought Roddy White was Jordan. Remember the St. Louis point guard? <laughs> Jordan, like, yeah. Did I really yeah. just make an oh, ass yeah. out of myself in front yeah. of Jordan Jet? <laughs> and, that, and that right there is a pretty good summation of what it's like to hang out with Parrish at a, at a Final Four. <laughs> wow. I, I haven't, yeah, had, those, a, I haven't had those experiences yet. I got to get there. I got to get oh, there. Well, I'm really excited. You'll about get them. Yeah, you'll get them. We'll have one this year for sure. Trust me. That'll be. Hopefully, Andy and won't yell at me before we walk in the pumps party this year. <laughs> that was were awkward. You, were you there? You were there for that one, right, Ralph? Oh, were you yeah. there? I was there. I was, yeah, I was and there. And then you were there. And then remember all the, the, the cat fights that were happening? Remember? Oh, like, yeah. There, that, was, that, there were like that, there were cops called and like there was a fire yeah. alarm that was pulled. Like that was yeah. that was a wild year, man. That was a wild year. It was a while. Uh, Where was that? Was that in Scottsdale? No, they're San Antonio. They're San Antonio. That was that was San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. Hey, I love San Antonio, San Antonio yeah. for something like that too, with the river walk and all that stuff. I thought that was a great city. Pro- problem is, problem and, is with San Antonio, there it field. gets too crowded. It's too yeah. much. It's like not a, every, well, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah, the rip the You're river just walk is the river walk. Mm-hmm. And it's fun and it's awesome. When we were there on like the Wednesday and the Thursday, it's perfect. But once everyone shows up right. on that Friday, like you're gets never going to get a spot or anything on the river walk. And it's so crowded when you're walking on the river walk. Like it's, you feel like you're about to fall into the water and you don't want to go in that water. And if you, if you're a fan, honestly, listen, if you're a fan, get in Wednesday night. So you're there Thursday. Cause Thursday is the day when all the fans aren't in and you have every coach there yeah. and they're walking around you'll see huggy bear drinking sweating his balls off you'll see you know it, it'll true. just be I have like seen that. Yeah. it's different 
yeah, it, it's it's actually fun. I mean, hugs. There's no better hugs than drunk hugs. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, you just you, you see things that you'll again that 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 you won't see. Those because are the if you those, get there yeah, Friday. Those are the experiences. A lot of you the want. coaches are leaving. They're leaving Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're leaving Saturday morning. So if you can get there Wednesday night do it because you'll 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 have so some good uh we had we had one question in the chat that i ju- do just want to uh comment on tony yayo said is to a former player or a former coach i've never heard of him um and you don't need to answer that to because david bentley said nah he's just a nobody I like <laughs> oh, and david bentley's uh, right <laughs> david bentley david bentley, need, david bentley needs to answer the email that i sent him on uh on tuesday david you need to check your email address Check your email account because I sent you an email. The one you signed up to the bracket fanatics thing for. You need to check your email. Yeah. Um, Did he what win it? Got? What what are the what are the numbers in the bracket fanatics, Robert? No, I'm trying to give him a fifty dollar top golf gift card because his his bracket was randomly selected when at the uh, the live show that we did when we were giving out fifty dollar top golf gift hey, cards. Hey, send it to but me. I'll take, I'll take good care of it for him. But I'm asking <laughs> you. I'm I'm asking you who of our our group chat. Um, is in the driver's seat right now when it comes to um, I can I can check it. I, don't, I, I I have not checked a single one of my bracket. Yeah, I must say uh, since day one. Since, <laughs> since day one, because I had Kentucky winning the national title and that did not go well. Yeah. So I think the only Final Four team I got right was Villanova. That's that's what you need to know. I have Villanova. Yeah. I have Villanova big, in Kansas. Big, big these guys over here. That's right. The only thing. The, the only thing that I. I did get Miami getting to today and I had North Carolina getting to today and losing. So pretty good that you had him going that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now, full metal bracket is the person that is leading our, uh, our bracket pool. So um, do we have any, do we have any other questions in the chat? No, let's just do three cheers. No, All right, let's, let's do let's do let's do our cheers. Go, go go tired. He wants to go I couldn't even remember karaoke. Yeah, he, he needs to go to bed. Karaoke. Yeah. Uh, although right, I have T.O. just been, I have just invited to go top golf with with Bentley and uh, To and Greenville, so I mean, I'm in. Come Let's on. do it. I'll do it. We'll do it. Um, no, three cheers, guys. St. Peter's, man, what a run. Shaheen Holloway. Uh, I loved how. He, <laughs> I don't know if this came out on purpose or not, but it, I thought it was funny. We heard, well, I'm just worried about these 15 guys right now. I'm not worried about the next job. And like two hours later, it comes out that he's going to be named. I'm not sure who said it, but it was what it was. It might have been you, Jeff. Might not have been. I but no, I'm just. I've said it that. for two weeks. Yeah, I've yeah. said it for two weeks. So uh, no, St. Peter's. What a run, guys. What a run. So much fun to watch. So much fun to be a part of. Congratulations to you. My cheers goes to you guys. Uh, I'm gonna go next. I'm, I'm I'm going Hubert Davis. I mean, shit, we had him kind of fired, probably. You you you, you fired him in January. You fired him. In January. I actually didn't. I always said he should get a second year. I always said that he should get a second year, and let's see, because again, it's hard. Your first year, I, I, I'll still say like I, I want the you know the jury to be out. Like he he had an underachieving again first part of the year. He's been incredible. Give him so much credit, and again, un- unbelievable human being. So uh, all all the credit to Hubert Davis for kind of keeping that group uh, locked in and keeping them to a point where they could do this. Um, Final four, amazing, just an amazing job. Stuck with him. Mm-hmm. He stuck with him, man. Yeah. Like every time people are like, "Man, I'd rip him. Yeah. I'd rip those guys. Yep. I'd rip him." He's like, "Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to keep encouraging." Right. Stuck. Too with good him. a guy. Yeah, yeah, too good a guy to do that. 
Uh, all right. My cheers is going to go to uh, it's, it's another easy and obvious one, but Bill Self. Um, he's been through a lot this year personally. He's been through a lot the last five years professionally, uh, and he found a way to get it done and get to the final four. And he's doing it with a team that we don't know if they have great parkour play. We don't know if they have a great center play. We don't know if they have anyone that can create their own shot. We don't know a lot of things about them. The one thing we do know is that they are going to be down in New Orleans with us uh, with the field of 68. Um, yeah, a reminder, again, live shows Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, set so 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. We're going to be doing 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time and 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and we'll have pregame and postgame shows on Saturday and on Monday night. We got a lot of content coming out at the Final Four. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but listen, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark. This was the after. So for Terrence Oglesby, uh, the rifleman, Clemson's own. He was a player at Clemson, Tony Yale. Better put some respect on his name. Stadium insider Jeff Goodman, who really needs to take a nap, needs to get some sleep. And Dagan Hughes, who's going to start driving all of our equipment down to New Orleans <laughs> for our Final Four live show. Be safe. Dagger, be safe. D- Nuts Hagen Dagan. That's his name. It's not Dagger. It's not Dagger anymore. Yeah, I've, I've, I've graduated Nuts. from the, the Dagger name. I Nuts, don't know. Not- I mean, Nuts Hagen Dagan is a little bit. I don't well, know. No, it's, 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 it's too late. It's too late, Jeff. <laughs> and now, and now, but, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Too now late. that St. Peter's, now that St. Peter's is out, like, is it still? Is he still letting those nuts hang? I don't know. We'll find out when we get to New Orleans. I would imagine that dude's nuts are hanging all over that campus after all this. <laughs> like, like, like no that doubt. dude's good. Like, yeah. that dude's walking around campus. He's the baddest mug on campus. Our campus and every everywhere else he walks. They don't. It yeah, have to yeah, be our that campus. Dude's like, he's fine. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> did i just right. get too far did i just get too far right there in my back cut it what's you sleeping oh, asleep yeah. already with the lights on with you talking in the room that's impressive been asleep for about an hour because you know you put it asleep just yeah probably <laughs> must have been me <laughs> must have been me Oh, man. All right. are, we cu- are we still live wow. Dagan? Have, we- have we cut this thing oh yet? no we're still live <laughs> <laughs> you got to give your proper send-off come on live. cut it cut